And now a shot by Matthews. Scores! With four tenths of a second left, he's at 48. Who doesn't love a buzzer beater in a 5-2 win? You get a buzzer beater, you get a clean victory for the Leafs at home. 5-2 is the final over the Florida Panthers. Gord, we talked about it heading into this one. You don't want to make this the be-all and end-all for the end of the season push and just what are these two teams. But I think the way tonight went for the Leafs, you should really be holding your head high. We know how talented this Panthers team is. We saw what they were able to do in the first period there, but the Leafs finding a way to win. 5-2 is the final. I mean, plenty of things we could start with. Tavares, Mrazek great down the stretch. Matthews with the, the buzzer beater there. I don't know where you want to begin, but tons of good to pick up on tonight. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to call it a on statement. On the walk to yeah, the subway. On the walk to the subway, actually, which should be a very jubilant walk on a Sunday and cold, night. And cold. That, yeah, uh, yeah, cold, but also Sunday night's kind of quieter subway night. So right. Union Station will be jammed. People will be pumped. Uh, and, you know, first, it's a, a statement game after last night. I don't quite think you needed to make a statement. I think it was more about this is a team that you have not played for two years. Uh, this is a team you're going to play uh, a big rivalry with, and COVID hit. So that got deferred. You were battling them two years ago yep. for the Atlantic Division playoff spot. Not this year, but you're going to look battle someone like them in the playoffs, and and uh, I like the, the that kind of playoff feel to it. So it's great when the Maple Leafs responded to that. You brought up the two key names, Peter Morazic, great game, uh, 32-23, Florida outshot Toronto. He had to make some big saves. He did. Three stars are not like a league stat. He had to be one of the three stars. He wasn't. I don't get it. Anyway, whatever. Peter Morazic. I mean, Jack Campbell could just, like, fall out of bed, make two saves. He's a star now. And that's the way it was for Freddie for a while. But anyway, so be it. And the other was John Tavares about getting those two goals because he's been, whether it's snake bit or just offensively, it hasn't been happening for him. They need that one-two punch. So that was great to see. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me, he went for the hat trick a couple of times too. Um he did. And then Austin Matthews, hey, when you're going for the Rocket Richard Trophy and you're battling Mano to Mano with Jonathan Huberto, why not? Why well, He doesn't pad his stats very often. He doesn't get a lot of empty net goals, so why not? That just was the cherry on the Sunday. Well, it, it, it's funny because, you know, his, his old line mate uh, was the Sidney Crosby of six on five, Zach Hyman. That's all he did. Well, not all he did, but he scored all the empty net goals and if memory serves me correct, that's the second time now Matthews has had one from his own side of the red line. There was another game here where he went for it, and he, he got it as well. And it's just it, – it goes to show you the confidence the, these players have. Now, you know, the fact that you have a two-goal lead, the fact that there's a second left in the game, obviously all of that makes it a, a little easier to do that. But I, I want to jump back to Mrazek. You know, again, you don't want to make too much out of one game. But if there was ever a game that could kind of reset you and make you feel like, yes, I can do this. Yes, I'm I'm a piece of the puzzle. Yes, I, I can be part of the solution. I don't know how you can have the game end the way it does where the Panthers are on a de facto power play for the last four minutes of the game yeah. because they pulled their goalie so early. And Mrazek's battling. And they are not, you know, rebounds are getting left out there. And he is flying around the crease. He's spinning. and But we always talk about it doesn't have to be pretty. You just have to find a way. And I, I really think a moment like that for Mrazek can hopefully be kind of a, a launching pad for him. Yeah, it's funny. And Jim Ralph, you know, reminded us of the stat on the way out. Mrazek uh, has played, only played four teams that are in the playoffs right now if the season ended today. And he's 4-0. 
Uh, weird. Good. You know, teams like Carolina, Washington, this is another one. So, I mean, these quirky stats. <laughs> so, because if he's going to play in the playoffs, of course he's playing teams that are in the playoffs. So, I think everyone can figure that out. So, uh, th- this is the guy that they um, thought they're bringing in and wanted to be bringing in. This is the style of play. And, you know, we still have some uh, turf to go. I have no idea. I mean, Jack Campbell, to me, uh, what could be – Unfortunately, like the Freddie Anderson situation last year, the Freddie appeared to be healthy by the time the playoffs started, but Jack Campbell was going better, and, you know, it's tough to get back at it just when the playoffs start. So so the reality is uh, love him or leave him for sickness and in health. Uh, Jack, Peter Mrazek is, uh, uh, is, is ours for Toronto Maple Leaf fans, and uh, today was a good day in the marriage. Yeah, very few people were loving him uh, heading heading into this one, but I think tonight, you know, it's like I'll, I'll use myself as the terrible husband in this analogy. It's like, oh. Picking up after himself, Ooh, doing some dishes. What did he make dinner tonight? And all of a sudden, that's that's where uh, Peter Morazic is. It's amazing how when the bar has been set so low, a game. And I don't want to say just a game like tonight. He played well against the Panthers. You only give up two goals on 32 shots. You're perfect on the power play. That's that's a big big step for him. You know, uh, the the other guy, of course. John Tavares there, you know, he gets his two goals on the power play. He does go for the the empty netter there at the end. You know, you and I always talk about this. Now, it was super early, but they did have the two-goal leads. Are you okay with Tavares uh, getting a little cheeky going yeah, for the I am. empty netter? And by the way, too often when you start doing those things, um, they'll just find something else they don't think you're doing well. Okay. So, you know, that's okay. what I'm saying. I'm not saying all the time, but quite often. So uh, that, that, that could be the case. Okay. But uh, I've always – I've never been a, a fan of when you're down by one. Yeah. And uh, doing that about going for the empty net, and I understand analytically it's been, I don't, I shouldn't say proven. Uh, it's a theory that it, you're you're better off doing that. Uh, but so down by two, no problem with it, and uh, uh, certainly. But but you're you know, on the on the flip side, okay. So the Toronto Maple Leafs win the game. The score isn't uh, isn't accurate about how no. the game was. It it was very very competitive. You had the empty net goal at the end. Uh, so 5-2 really wasn't that. The feistiness, there's a physicality to it, like a, like a real playoff feel. And if they meet, I, whoever's going to play Florida, you know, Florida played Tampa Bay tough. They were the Tampa Bay's toughest rival last year in round one. And uh, and I can see why. I can see why. This is a, the, And you add Claude Giroux, you know, the, you know, some pieces they've added that way, yeah. that kind of experience. So uh, it's uh, where... There, where, where the Leafs, the debate is, can we get the team tonight or the team last night? Yep. You know, that was really exciting for a big chunk of the game against Montreal, but not that style, that two-way style, that attention to detail, that, that accountability style uh, about winning playoff games. Well, and so often we talk about this team, and this isn't just a this year problem. This has been the past couple of years problem where – too often they play down to the level of their competition. And I think you saw that last night in, in Montreal. They kind of stooped to the Canadians' level. On the flip side of things, it feels like more times than not when they have one of these big kind of spotlight games and you're playing a really super talented Panthers team, it feels like they rise to the occasion more times than not. And, you know, I guess, I, I, I guess, of course, you sit there and say, well, why can't you just bring it every night? Why can't you be the best version of yourself every single night? But I think the other thing is, is, you know, much like you said with Peter Morazic's stat there, it's like, well, if he's good against playoff teams, that's what he's going to play in the playoffs. And I don't think the Leafs are going to be playing anybody in that first-round series that they're going to be stooping down to their, their level. So I, I guess that's the one or one of the big positives to come out of tonight. You know, I, it's uh, it's not a perfect game. 5-2 five, five is the final score. If I have to, you know, nitpick at anything, 
I thought the fourth line really had a tough go of it. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Simmons, Jason Spezza, Colin Blackwell. I don't. I you know uh, just felt like uncharacteristic turnovers for Spezza. Felt like they got kind of caved in a bunch. And you know you mention it. Looking at the way the Panthers' bottom six is constructed, I, I uh, you know trade deadline's gone, so I don't, the answers have to come from within. But uh, that that fourth line did not have the game you'd want them to have. In the and that and that's about depth. You know that's about depth, and that's something you know another thing that may believe some have said they need more of in the playoffs because your depth players quite often so they're quite often are the difference makers in the playoffs and Florida had more of that in that fourth line and you know I'm looking down there Ryan, uh, Ryan look at the fan, look at the friends and family wow and Ryan Lomberg probably has about 20 of them he is a local guy and uh, he got that goal and uh, also just a spark plug like he went right at Wayne Simmons the first shift yeah. <laughs> it just just kind of set a tone that you know uh, we're going to play it that uh, like I'm here to play a physical style we're here to play a physical style and it, it's something I want to say the Leafs can learn from they they know all about that but just you know just just that that little bite and that's something the the Leafs could pick up a little bit at times now Gord you're the unofficial keeper of this stat most stats we go to Steve Felden on some 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 yeah. we go to Jim Ralph on but for this particular stat, I go to Gord Stellick and Gord Stellick only. You have said Mark Giordano had the biggest family and friends contingent. He's on the team now. I think this might be bigger for Ryan Lomberg tonight. If you, there is there is honestly a basically a section full of okay, his but, family no, down. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, there'll be a lot, but you have, but you have to get whoever else. There's others okay, here too. True, okay, that's it. True. That's it. And, and when Seattle Kraken were in town, and uh, and Giordano, we, they, we saw. Because every everyone was a Giordano jersey, so that was one. There were about fifteen of them. So, I can't I cannot confirm at this time. Okay. It's solely for Ryan Lomberg. Okay. But it is a it is a big group of friends and families, and you know they. It's been two years since they since they played here. Now Florida's not a bad place to go to get away in the winter not if you're going to go visit go visit your son playing in the National <laughs> Hockey League. Yeah, no, no, it's not. And, uh, yeah, definitely a, a ton of uh, Canadians on the team because, let's be honest, it's the NHL. There's a ton of Canadians on uh, every single team here. And uh, where where produces more hockey players than anyone else? The GTA. So this is what we do uh, pretty much every single time we're down here. Um, you know, another guy who I want to talk about, obviously he scored the goal, ends up being a, a massive one there, makes it 4-2, kind of gave them the, the breath that they needed there. Ilya Mikheyev, Mitch Marner makes a tremendous, tremendous play to kind of lead him. This has become Mikheyev's move. Fly in with speed, drag it across the goalie, use your long pterodactyl arms and, and tuck it in around him. It, you know, for so long we talked about this player, and man, could you imagine what he'd be if he could finish? All of a sudden he can. 14 goals on the season for, for Mikheyev. You know, I, I we talk about the big boys. They're, they're so good every night. But Mikheyev's kind of joining that group of guys that you just know exactly what you're going to get out of them any given night. Well, yeah, depth players. Again, you're adding about the depth and his ability to score. And that was an interesting play that Justin Hall was a guy that you know, t- took these penalties. He took a hit on that play. And everyone was kind of looking at it. And then all of a sudden, uh, it, while everyone was kind of looking, all of a sudden the other way the play went and Mikheyev capitalized with his speed to create something happen, which happened to be a goal. Yeah, uh, he, he was flying tonight. He looked great. Uh, so did the Leafs. They are 5-2 winners at home over the Florida Panthers. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you for Leafs Nation postgame. We'll continue to wrap it up. Keep on listening on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. The Leafs. The Leafs pick up a 5-2 win at home over the Panthers. 
it's an exciting day in our country, not far from where we are. I, I throw this in here. You know, we've talked about it all day on the uh, on, on the pregame. We talked about it during the intermission as well. Canada qualifying for the World Cup in 2022. That's this year. Now, it won't be this summer. It will be in November. Apparently, Peter Morazic's been asked about it. Just had the game of his season. Let's let's focus here. I know soccer makes him happy, though, so maybe that's uh, that's what we need to do to keep him in his happy place. Uh, you know, Gord, you and I have talked. Let, let's bring in our producer here, Sam McKee. McKee, what'd you make of tonight's game? Fun being back down at the barn. I thought it was a great atmosphere here tonight. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's weird being here on a Sunday night. Feel like it's just a it's a different feeling on a different night. I guess uh, it's a little bit weird, but yeah. Well, Peter, the, the building didn't catch on fire. Peter, today, so that's yeah. good. Peter Mrazek actually is a huge soccer guy. So if there's ever someone they're going to ask, uh, if you remember the Chelsea goaltender Peter Czech, I do remember you guys. They had a, they, they have a, they have a relationship, and they he asked him about playing goal. There you uh, go. So. There you go. So there's a little soccer connection for you, but Cause, yeah, because the Czech keeper was world. Yes, that the guy. Like one of the, be, one of the best. All, he's one of the best all yeah. time, and um, he actually plays hockey goalie now. Peter Czech. Wow, that'd so, be a lot so, coming at you. Yeah, so he had a real. I, I think there was like some sort of meeting they had, and they got pictures together, and you know they just whatever. It's cool. Yeah, I guess. So I I, I really enjoyed <laughs> the hockey game tonight. I it's nice to see them kind of rise to the occasion. I thought the power play discrepancies was a little bit of the reason for the, 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 the shot total. And I'm not exactly sure that the shot total was right. Because there was a long stretch of the game where it was 20 and 20. It was, yes. That's and weird, odd numbers. But, yes. but, but they also didn't have the, uh, the usual ice time on the board. So I think there was a little something going on. And it was that 20 forever, and it felt like there was a lot of shots during that time. Maybe they figured it out, caught up or whatever, but anyways. Hey, I love a conspiracy theory. Regardless of what happened, I think it was a really, really evenly matched game between two very good teams, and the Leafs happened to score a couple more goals and look better in the end of the game. But I was impressed. I was impressed with the Leafs last night. I thought they played an excellent hockey game last night. They didn't get a, a, you know, Jake Allen stood in his head. Bad uh, bad turnover by Willie Neal. Anyways, we don't need to get into that. I thought they played well. And I'm just I'm happy to see them come out here in front of a raucous crowd on a sort of event type game, the first game against the first place team that you haven't seen all year, and play well. It's just an encouraging sign. And you know, and you're right. I mean, there may not be a con- conspiracy theory because quite often they do catch up on them yeah. after on. But but certainly he was getting peppered by shots at the end. There's no doubt about that. And uh, yeah, you know, just about because Sam's big soccer guy and that. So we got to watch it. Just before we did, we yeah. came on there with our pregame show, and just the celebrating at BMO Field. And you're thinking, okay, we saw it with the Raptors a couple of years ago. Mm. The Jays have had some some bite in 2015, 2016, hopefully 2022. And yes, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like how good it can be, how good it to to have the unbridled, unabashed uh, celebration like happened there. So it was kind of nice to be whimsical and then get down to the game. And mm-hmm. it's the kind of game tonight that. Uh, if you play it a lot, then there's a better chance you'll have that kind of celebration. Yeah, that that's exactly it. I I want to I want to pick up on on Nylander there. You know, obviously he gets bumped down to the third line. They keep mm-hmm. him there tonight, and I don't think that's the long term plan. I think you want to have that line be a true checking matchup line. I I liked the way it looked tonight. Throwing a guy with obviously more creativity and skill than Mikheyev, and that's not a knock on him. You know, Mikheyev's the guy who actually scored tonight. 
I, I like Nylander with that group, and I think, one, it kind of forces some accountability out of him. And then, two, you know, we've seen a guy like David Camp, sneaky, a little bit better offensive thinker than you might think. It can just maybe raise the ceiling of those guys. I, the other thing I like about it, too, is I feel like when Keith, you know, demotes a guy or benches him, he doesn't completely bury him. He still gives him looks. With their, he was out there a few times with Matthews and Bunting after penalty killing when Marner mm-hmm. was out there. I, I, I just like that tonight, and it felt like a good way to kind of reset Nylander without completely burying him like has been done so many times. Yeah, brutal turnover that led right to that goal in front of the net here again tonight. Well, so. hold on. That was 34 passing it to him. Yeah, and like, uh, it's a, it like listen, they both got to wear it. We don't, need to, we don't yeah. need to litigate the Willie Nylander experience. We all know what it is. We know exactly what happens here. You'll have his good games. You'll have his bad games. You'll get his demotion. He'll play better. He'll go down. It's just kind of the ebbs and flows of who he is as a player. He shoots the puck in the net a lot, and you kind of just have to accept the lumps that come with it, but um, I I did like Mikheyev with Tavares tonight. And I thought that it just – I don't think that Tavares should have to be the main worker on his line. Do you know what I mean? Like, totally. I just it, it's just nice to have another guy out there that really skated, really was pursuing the puck. And at some point, I'd like to see Blackwell maybe play up a little bit. I, I've liked the little flashes that I'm seeing, and I just – that fourth line just doesn't make a whole lot of sense together. I, yeah. I You know, it just feels like it's three completely different cu- – kind of players that are just not meshing well at all. So I'd like to see Blackwell maybe get a try. Give me a little uh, Mikheyev, Tavares, and Blackwell. See what happens there. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a guy can like Blackwell can fit on any line. That's yeah. one of the ups about him. And that's he played one of the, the second line they, in New York, yeah, right? Yeah, one of the reasons they acquired it. But it's funny. There was the Willie Nylander, you know, like he's going to just take his lumps or whatever you want to take it with the less ice time, whether it's just today's game or whether there's more because it's understood – you know, you can move McKay up and up, and you know, do other things, other options. But hey, Willie Nealer is one of the few that doesn't have to apologize for his playoff. One of the very few yeah, from that last year. And, and then you know, today he did that play where he absolutely took the puck in dangerous oh territory, shark infested waters, bones in front the of, of his chair, and, and but got it out of safety, right? Oh like you know, like took your kids swimming in shark infested waters, <laughs> but got them safely to shore. You know, and that and that's just his game. You know, know. like so it's not even like you know a lot of others would have the attitude that they're pressing and oh my god and whatever and said no no will there's a willie nylander style and there's a, a a high risk that comes to it so you know when you play that you better you better not fail more often too too many times and he certainly did that but yeah bones yeah, bonesy was a fun call <laughs> can i can i just give a little appreciation for uh tj brody tonight because sure. i think i don't think there's a least talked about you know borderline top pair defenseman in Toronto history. Yep. Honestly, it just he just feels like he flies under the radar. And tonight, I thought he was excellent. He had that the, the pass on the set opening goal to set up Riley. Yep. He's just in every lane with his stick. Great reads defensively. He's really been good lately, and I thought tonight he was excellent. So, just wanted to give Brody a shout-out because we never talk about him. And, yeah. you, and, and, you know, the first goal, he was one of the five. Yeah, all oh, five touched the puck yeah. in the first minute. Like, all five, he kept it, all five touched it going in. So, yes, TJ Brody. No, just exactly what you want to see. I'll, I'll give a uh, kudos to another defenseman, and this is a guy who, you know, I'm not going to say he's the Nylander of defensemen because he hasn't been here long enough, and he doesn't make nearly seven sheets a year. But he is sweet. <laughs> Timothy Lilligren, he stepped up huge on Marchman. This is a guy who he actually kind of 
caught him and shocked he him. He really did. And this is a guy who I haven't been as critical of this, but I've heard it from other people, looking at you, Sam McKee, yes. of you don't like how he gets pushed around. You feel like he gets bodied in front of the net and in scrums, and maybe it doesn't matter what you do in scrums, but I just thought he was really engaged. And for a team that, again, maybe, maybe we're making too much of this, but for a team that you could end up playing in the playoffs, it felt like a guy trying to say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm standing right here, and I'm holding my ice. I'm holding my ground. I'm not sure it's a coincidence that he's had three of his best games uh, in the of the season since Mark Giordano yeah, arrived. Totally. I, I like. I'm, I'm not trying to say that to take away from yeah. from uh, Lilligren. He still played, but Giordano is just such a calming presence. And like you heard Keith talk about him after the first game, that he just his trust level in him right away. And I have to agree. Watching him live, he really doesn't ever panic. He never really. He doesn't take a step the wrong way. He's just in the right spots at all time, making good reads, snapping up the boards, not overdoing it. He's just an adult out there. It's been great to see the first three games. So it sounds like we're doing the, are the Academy Awards are on today. They are right? on so today. We are, they are. we are giving out awards. We are. To pretty well everyone by the end of it on the Toronto Maple Leafs side. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> they, in that in that. Have uh, you seen any spirit. Oscar movies? I've seen exactly zero. I feel like there's that uh, that Netflix movie, Don't Look Up. Oh, I, I didn't watch see that. that. That's no. a great flick. You okay. Seen it. No, I'll tell you what's great. I'm watching oh, that L.A. Leakers. LA oh, my God. Oh, now we're talking. Tonight, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that is uh, – You that, can get the bonus Leafs Nation podcast feed <laughs> where we break down every episode of Showtime. Uh, right now, Showtime at Scotiabank. Leafs 5-2 winners at home over over the Panthers. You know, we keep we keep going to it. We keep talking about the, the deep pairs. And it's amazing what one guy can do to kind of reset things. And Mustn's not here. Sandine's not here. And I'm not going to say you don't miss those guys. You'd love to have either of them, mm-hmm. especially if it's the Jake Muzzin we saw, you know, last season. Mm-hmm. But I, the fact that you're not really missing a beat with those guys, I think Justin Hall looks a lot better. I talked about him in that second intermission. God, he got belted a couple times. He tonight. did, and he was angry. He was mad. Like he got like, re- the one that you talked about to make to to set up Marner, which yep. was great. But down in the in the corner there, he got belted. I don't know who it was that got him, but there was a couple yeah. of times where he was picking himself Plus he up. Got chintzy penalties called. Oh yeah, that that one coming. Anyways, we don't need to get back into that. But that he was skating to the bench. Well, let me ask you this: which was worse, that one? Or the non-call on T.J. Brody getting his stick sawed in half. Oh, no question. In front no of the question. Rack. This one. Okay. The, the, center, the center ice. The center ice with him going to the bench. No question. Was way worse. Okay. I, I beg to differ. I think uh, when you're trying to uh, hold on to a lead and the ref's looking dead at you, getting your stick chopped in half, I didn't love that one, to be perfectly yeah. honest. But I, here, look, here's the thing. I will say there was, I think it was on Mikheyev, Huberto got called. That was really chintzy. Like, I don't want to sit here and make it seem like the whistle only ever goes in one way. Yeah. The, the Leafs got the benefit a few times tonight. I still think more times than not, they do not get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to officials, but it was just it, it was a weird night for just, that tonight. Just to go back to the the D pairs, I I'm very hesitant to depend on much from Jake Muzzin. You got to be careful. Like he's had two, and the second one was a very bad fall. Yep. Like like that was his head was the principal point of contact on the ice. He's had the issues. I I really hope and he, I know he's trending in the right direction. He's been at practice. He's been skating, playing. I'm just I don't want to write him in and pencil him in as a main guy in the playoffs. You know, getting on a moving train, these games are fast. Yep. A guy that's had a concussion, I, I really think that that's a it's a don't rush situation and figure out if he's gonna be able to contribute come playoffs. Well, you know, Florida's without Aaron Eckblad. That's, that's huge, huge, okay? And that's just, their best team. And and in Toronto part of it is because there's such a love for hand uh for by fans and scrutinize everything, you know, about and hey, uh, if Jake if Jake Muzzin is isn't playing in the playoffs, and I hope he is, hope he's healthy. But you know, you, 
you you, you got to be good enough to win without Jake Muzzin. Like For he, sure. Like he he crept into being an excuse two years ago, mm-hmm. just like John Tavares was. They became convenient, and I, and we and we got to get away from any kind of excuses. So yeah. I you're you're right about who knows who knows what uh, uh, what can be. He certainly. Uh, uh, the concussion-wise, guess, but we'll see. guess Sheldon's crushing a large pie before he comes out to talk to the media. I guess fellas. he must have earned it. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it's just, man, it's t- tonight. When I when I look at this game, it's just I, I think the thing that is the most encouraging to me coming out of this, and it's, it's weird to pick up on the very first thing that happens in the game, the fact that you get goals a minute in both times and you're able to kind of follow up that effort and continue it, it's been just such a problem for, for this team, starting on time, falling behind. And the fact that you right away jump out to it and, you know, the fact that it's in the back half of a back-to-back, the fact that it's big, big player for you in both games, Matthews uh, last night, Riley tonight, I, I just keep coming back to that, that if you can start games and then continue them the way they, they played tonight, you're going to set yourself up to be in a great, great spot. You know, I guess the other part of this is if you're – if you're doing the Panthers post-game show, and I don't know why you would be because everyone who's listening is, is standing <laughs> across from us here at Scotiabank. But if you're doing it, you say, well, look, we just played three games in four nights. Last Pushed game leaves, of a seven-game game road, seven road trip. Oh. And you know what? Sheldon keeps done with the pie. Here, here we go. go. Out. Here we go. Before, before we start, I'd just like to pass along my congrats to Coach Herdman and the, the Canadian men's uh, soccer team. It's It's been fun to watch that group. You know, their, their competitive spirit uh, and how they've – how they've competed for each other and for their country throughout this, uh, as I've watched, has been has been uh, something something to behold as to watch it. So to see them get rewarded and clinch a spot in the World Cup has been outstanding. I think with the accomplishments uh, of the women's uh, program and, and now the men soccer's uh, uh, firmly uh, entrenched here in Canada. So it's been it's been fun to watch that. So congrats to them. Were you a soccer fan uh, growing up? Or did you play soccer? I played played soccer, yeah, all the way up until hockey. Kind of took over. I became a one sport guy, but yeah, I played soccer competitively all the way. Till I think I was about fourteen or so, something like that. Um, so always, always been a fan for sure. And uh, like I said, I'm a fan of teams and coaches. And and anytime I've turned my TV on or watched the highlights, like the spirit of that group is really evident in how they come together and they're competing for one another and for their country, and they're on a mission, and, and that's really evident in, in how they perform together. So uh, it was great to see them get rewarded, and what an atmosphere there at BMO Field today. What made it work for your team? Uh, what made it work for your team defensively, Sheldon? It's the, the group that's prolific. Yeah, I, I think we just remained committed to it all the way right from the start of the game. You know, there was, we made a mistake on the first goal for sure uh, there, but, I mean, that's the most dangerous team in in the league, maybe save for Colorado on the rush. And I didn't think we gave up really anything on the rush today. So it was a huge challenge for our team to do that. And, and we stuck with that all the way through. So when you do that, you know, you're playing against you know, the top offensive you know, team in the NHL. You've taken away a lot of their weapons right there. And, and that gave us a chance. Obviously, the start was huge today. We also were, were a leg up in the game all the way throughout. Not unlike Montreal last night, but obviously we finished it all the way through with uh, outstanding performance on special teams, great goaltending, a uh, good third period where we didn't give up a ton, and then we scored, extend our lead, you know, and then you know do a good job of hanging on there in the six on five. So, uh, great effort, good win from our team. What does you never worry about uh, John Tavares, the effort he brings, the offense that he brings, but 
first two goal game in some time. Is it rewarding for him? Are you to see that happen for him? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think he's he was really good tonight in all facets of the game. Uh, but for him to find two pucks there right around the net, and he's as good as anyone in hockey below the hash marks uh, in the slot there. Uh, so for him to get those pucks there and make good on them was great. Um, two great plays by Mitch also. The first one, just to, to, to deliver that puck there and get it to the net, and it was a rebound, and then great vision to make that play and find him on the backside. So great plays by Mitch, great finishes by John, and, and it, like I said, he was great in all facets of the game today, so to get rewarded on, on the power play uh, was really good. What does this week and this night say about Peter? Six days ago, this guy's on waivers. Shows that he's a battler, that he competes, he believes in himself. Uh, he was outstanding again tonight. Uh, it's two in a row now. that He's he's looked like the goalie that he is, you know, and that he has been through his career. So that's great. He's bounced back and responded well to adversity here. That is uh, just a terrific sign and, and uh, a testament to his character. Which is the fastest leap ever, the 300 assists. You spoke to the place he made tonight. How would you describe the way he's able to pass the puck? Special. Yeah, it's, I mean, he, he's a difference maker. For sure, he makes everybody better around him. Um, yeah, terrific accomplishment. Obviously, there's been a lot of great players that have worn the blue and white. Uh, you know, accomplishment like that and to do it in such convincing fashion uh, speaks to the abilities that he has. Do you feel uh, Nylander responded to his performance on, on Saturday? Line yeah, I thought Willie was good today. I, th- I thought he... I thought he worked. I thought he was on the puck. I thought you know he had some chances and made some plays. I had no issues with Willie's game today. Uh, McKayev, uh, there in the second line role, when he finishes like the way he did tonight, what does that do for I guess the spread offense? On- yeah, I like the way the lines uh, the lines went today, just with the setup. You know, it wasn't obviously we made these changes last night. It wasn't necessarily because of we're playing Florida, but I did like how it. How it uh, shaped up, we talked about that before the game. Just, you know, that's there are three lines that can really score and a fourth line that is, you know, is hard on you. Obviously, their fourth line got a goal tonight. Um, so the way it was spread out worked worked well for us, I thought, just in terms of having both offensive and defensive uh, presence on, on every line. You know, guys that I trust defensively, guys that can make a difference offensively. So it was... Really good that way, and then just I think that just allowed our structure to get into place and get to the point that you know, especially with the the top three lines, that it was just lots of confidence, just rolled them, not too concerned about matchups, and uh, I like that. But certainly, it's a big goal by Mickey. He's making good on these breakaways here now. This is a good development uh, for for him and for us. Uh, so his confidence is high. Uh, another one today. Uses his speed to take it across and go around the goaltender. Um, yeah, like I said, he looks looks real confident. Another big-time play by Mitch to find him there coming late in Mickey's effort and speed to you know, he wins the race, beats Barkoff up the rink, and and uh, gets into that spot. It's great. When coaches talk about a defenseman with a good stick, is, is Murphy or down on the role model for that? The play just comes to him and it's off his gun. Yeah, he's – those are little details that, you know, I maybe didn't – have a great appreciation for having, you know, not coached him. Um, but you just see how many plays he breaks up. <clears throat> and then you also just see how good he is around our net. And then it comes around our net. He's either boxing out people and eliminating them from the play or he's getting a stick on stuff and 
putting it out to safety and he's he's just been great and, and and the way that he's come in here now and to me it's no coincidence that the three games that he's been here uh have been three of the lowest chances that we've given up and part of that is what he does when he's on the ice but also uh part of that is just the way that everything's slotted now and shift over shift um you know we the chances and, and the momentum uh the other team's not it's not building it's not compounding because we're killing a lot more plays before they really develop uh and i think the extra depth that we've had on defense and, and, and mark's presence it's been it's been great when the opponent has the goalie pulled at the end of the game do you prefer the guys to gain the red line or are you fine with them taking shots at the Depends on the situation. We'd love them to gain the red line. It's it's tough to gain the red line, especially when you're tired. Back pressure's coming, all those kind of things. There's maybe some some of those for sure. We need to get out over the blue line. You know, um, you know, we, we, times we were tired, their feet weren't moving, and and we're trying to make tight plays. Where I'd like to see that just get out over the line, make them have to at least regroup. But generally speaking, if if they've got a clear lane to the net and no path to get the red line. I want them to take the shot, you know. Um, I think I mean, John took one attempt today, did miss, miss by a bit. Austin's attempt really late, but that's, those are good examples to me of it's a clear path to the net. These are NHL players, and uh, especially the very best ones. You trust them to take that shot. If it doesn't work out, it's a face-off. We'll reset and settle down. But gen- you know, for certain, we want to make sure it gets out over our line. That's the priority, and then, you know, if you're under pressure and you can't quite get the red line, um, we want you to advance it and not, not force the shot in that situation and, and try to put the puck to a safe place. Has that attitude changed over time? You used to go back to the yeah. coaches would yell at players and shot you over yeah. the line. Yeah, it has. Uh, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, what, what I played, you never took that shot. Um, but I think... Um, I think it's a combination of just maybe stats and data and stuff like that. And, you know, that, that the face-off in your, back in your own end isn't the end of the world, you know, um, versus where if you don't take the shot, you might turn it over on your half of the ice, and, and then you get even more tired, and at least the face-off is a chance to, to breathe a little bit. I think there's just a little more recognition of that. But we've had a few of these games here now where, where we can do a better job of those decisions, whether when when to take the shot, when not to, when to just advance the puck and get over lines and set up structure, um, wasn't perfect today, but uh, Austin's shot was pretty smooth at the end there. Is there a difference of a one goal lead or a two goal lead in those situations? Yeah, that, that, that's a good point for sure. Everything's easier with a two goal lead. <laughs> John said that Mitch pretty much called that second goal of his, like told him that that was going to be. Open. Did you feel like the, the way the first goal played out on the power play kind of set that up? It's a fair statement. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's I think that's fair. You know, when you when you uh, present the question like that, and, and that's what comes from Mitch being a shot threat. You know, he he comes down and he's he's decisive. He shoots the puck, delivers it to the net, and we've talked a lot to our flank shooters, and, and including Austin, uh, at times you know, you're not going to score on that shot. And it's okay to even have that mindset that you, you're not shooting it to even score. You're just shooting it. It's almost like a pass off the goalie because yeah, teams are flexing out so hard on us now, especially on Austin. It's really hard to get a dangerous shot that's going to be a threat to actually score. But 
we've got really dangerous people around the net as well with, with John and Will in there. So if more we can get it there, great. So, yeah, I certainly think um, when Mitch is willing to deliver it, they, they need to flex out and block. They, they need to, to be a presence there. Um, and, you know, he found the rebound in the first one. I haven't watched it back too closely on the second one to see what happened, but no surprise that, uh, you know, John would recognize that and communicate. And that's what we want from our players. Like, they're out there. They see it. They're seeing, they're seeing seams and angles and things that we're not quite seeing now from the bench, or we might see it a little bit differently. Those guys need to take charge. I mean, they've, they've played a long time, and they've seen a lot of those scenarios. Uh, so that's what happened. Good on them, and great to see them get rewarded. There is Leafs wow. head coach Sheldon Keefe. Anything you want answered, he wrote a term paper on whether or not you should go for the empty net in there. He was opining, giving every answer you could possibly want. I, quickly. Yes, please. He did, it better be. He did seem somewhat genuine and how inspired he was by Team Canada Soccer. He did. He, he did. really hey. he really took the time to say it and I appreciate it. as a diehard soccer guy myself who played, you know, I played hey, I can hey, tell hey, you hold on. <laughs> hold on. We are all diehard soccer guys now. I'm a diehard soccer guy cuz Canada's going to the World Cup. Oh, Me and yeah. Gord just as much soccer guys as you are, oh, but yeah. not as much as Sheldon Keefe. He no, that's true. he trumped us all uh tonight. Leafs getting the best of the Panthers. 5-2 is the final here at Scotiabank Arena. We will finish things, wrapping things up here at Scotiabank Arena. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick, producer Sam McKee alongside me. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you. Leafs Nation postgame. Leafs take care of business with a 5-2 win at home tonight over the Panthers. Now, Gord, that sets up a meeting with the Bruins on Tuesday. We'll have that game for you right here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Leafs and Boston have each played 65 games this season. They each have 87 points. Tuesday should be a fun one. That's on the road in Boston, but we'll have the call for you right here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network. Thanks so much for listening to Leafs Nation postgame tonight.